This is Shots Gotta Fall, the Penn State basketball podcast. Introducing your hosts. They were once nitwits, and they have now graduated to professional dimwits. Here are Steve Travis and Evan Smith. Welcome one and all to yet another edition of the premier, the best, the only Penn State basketball podcast, Shots Gotta Fall, a post-game edition, a post-season opening game edition of Shots Gotta Fall. Evan, if I told you two and a half months ago when we sat in the same room uh, recording where we are right now, that uh, in two and a half months, Penn State would set a school record for three-point field goal attempts made in their opening game of the season, how crazy would you have told me I am? I would assume there were 12 overtimes. Just like absolutely crazy. I mean, the title of our podcast is Shots Gotta Fall. Shots absolutely fell tonight. Penn State absolutely dominates its season opening win against the Winthrop Eagles. Uh, Just a phenomenal, phenomenal game tonight. Final score of 93 to 68. Uh, uh, just, we talked about the, uh, the three point, uh, just melee that Penn state had 18 threes tonight, a, uh, school record, of uh, three point field goals made, uh, just a, a phenomenal game from start to finish. Just, a, the offense was certainly there, a uh, defense certainly there as well. Uh, just uh, a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of great performances tonight from a lot of really uh, key contributors, a lot of new, uh, key contributors as well. Uh, notably Andrew Funk, 22 points, uh, made three. Uh, made six three-point field goals uh, in, in 30 minutes. Uh, just a, a great performance by him in his in his Penn State debut. Uh, Ten points for Seth Lundy. Twelve by uh, Miles Dread. Uh, Jalen Pickett leading the team in minutes again. <laughs> not surprising there. Well, let's before we get too much into the analysis. Let, let's talk. We were not going to do a pod. We are not doing a post-game pod for every game. This is like an emergency pod because when you break a school record. In your season opener, after the putrid offense of a year ago, you got to do a pot. That's just what it comes down to. So we had to do one tonight. 18 made threes. I wouldn't have believed it if I didn't see all 18 myself. And it just, it we just thought in the first half, you know, turning over, you know, looking at Evan, both Evan and I were in the building tonight, obviously. I turned over to Evan at some point and it was like, we would drop 50 in the first half. We didn't. We, we scored 44. But, you know, coming off of a season like last year where obviously we really struggled to have much offense at all, to to drop, you know, nearly 100 points in the first game of the season, you know, we talked about ad nauseum coming into this season, coming into this season in the all of our preview episodes. Three-point shooting was really going to be the key. If they can make these three-point shots, they brought in this this abundance of, of three-point shooting, notably, it, it, most notably in Andrew Funk. You know, that was going to have to be the strength for this team in order to succeed because we knew the front court depth was going to be an issue. And we can get into uh, Keba Jai's uh, debut uh, and, and how uh, well or or unwell that worked out. A little up and down. A little up and down. Uh, you know, four fouls, not great. Uh, but again, he's he's a freshman, so that stuff's going to happen. But um, we knew the front court was going to be a little bit dicey, and we knew that the the back court and the perimeter shooting was going to have to be a strength, and it was certainly a strength tonight. Um, Eighteen threes, just shy of fifty percent. I don't know. I don't have the overall numbers in front of me. Forty-seven point four percent. Eighteen of thirty-eight. Uh, obviously, the eighteen field goals uh, from three is a school record. Um, 
just over uh, 55% overall for the game, 33 of 60. Um, Winthrop didn't shoot that poorly either. Winthrop from three, 11 of 25, that's 44%. Um, but the, the the volume of shots obviously went Penn State's way. The Defensively, Penn State was, was just better as well. Steve, I'm going to go on a limb and say we win the Big Ten if we make 18 threes a game. I think that would do it uh, <laughs> most games. I, I think obviously it doesn't have to be that drastic. I think if we shoot 40% from three, uh, most games where we're probably going to win, I don't know how many teams are going to let us um, get 30-plus three-point field goal attempts sure. per game. But let's talk about why we got that many shots, Steve. What was the difference? So, yeah, we hit some threes tonight. We're not going to hit 18 a game very often, but we hit some threes tonight. But that wasn't the biggest takeaway for me. Sure. And you know where I'm going with yeah. this. Let's take a look at a stat that we didn't even come close to getting near last year. 15 fast break points. We had an early moment in the first half where we got a rebound. We outlet it, made another pass, and got a fast break one-on-zero layup. I turned to Steve, and my jaw just dropped because I had not seen that in an entire year. What a difference it makes playing with some pace. There were zero end-of-shot clock plays. None. The right. entire game. I don't even think the shot clock got down to five, ever. And it's not just that you might get a fast break layup or two or a two-on-one. It's that by pushing the ball, you get the auxiliary pass, right? So it might not be the easy layup, but the first guy passes to another guy, gets a wide open three. We had a ton of great looks. Listen, we shot 38 threes. We almost averaged one three-point attempt a minute. That's a little high. I mean, even for a team that's going to try to succeed, that's a big number. But it's because they were good looks. You watched all 40 minutes. I watched all 40 minutes. I'm thinking my listeners did were any bad looks. No. The key was that we got him in transition. You move the ball. You go up tempo. This is what we were begging for last year, and it's so refreshing to see, Steve. Evan, I'm looking at Ken Palm right now, um, number 39 team in the country, by the way. Open 46, up to 39. It's uh, so just going to just going to national champ out there. We don't need to play the rest of the year. It's Obviously over. still a lot of games left to be played on, the, on, on this, the opening night uh, in college basketball. I think most teams like probably like 90, 95% of them are, are in play tonight. Um, uh, most teams in action, I think on tonight than any other night over the course of the season. But um, at this given moment, it is funny that we talked about, and the pace was much faster tonight for Penn mm-hmm. state than we saw much mm-hmm. of last year. But according to Ken Palm right now, adjusted tempo as of this very moment, <laughs> 352nd in the country. So we that had can't be up he here. had 358 as of what? as of this very moment. We couldn't have played faster. <laughs> right, that makes no sense. Ken, what are you Tw- doing? What are you doing, Kenny? 27th in offensive efficiency. Sure. Uh 65th in defensive efficiency. Um how do you get 60 shots up and be that's I don't I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. But okay. Um, but a, a jump from 46 to now 39. Again, a lot of games left to be played, so those stats may change by the time uh, we get this out to you. But as of recording this at 10 o'clock <laughs> on uh on Monday night, that's where we stand. So um let's just go through some of these numbers here. Um I, one that I do want to point out, um uh, let's let's go about the starting lineup because that was a point yes, that Evan and I was stunning Evan and Steve. I brought up. Stunning. So here, here's the he was the starting five tonight uh, for Penn State. Uh, Jalen Pickett, starting point guard. No surprise. No surprises there. Seth Lundy, starting forward. No surprise. No surprises there. Now we get into some weird ones. Cameron Winter, starting at the two. Now we mentioned we kind of threw his name out there as like a kind of a side possibility, maybe. But I don't think either of us really seriously expected him. To, uh, to to really start no. uh, had had just uh, shy of twenty three and a half minutes tonight, uh, starting at the two spot. Andrew Funk got the start at the three. So 
right away there are uh, four seniors. Seth Lundy, a, a true senior, uh, so to speak. Jalen Pickett, Cameron Winter, Andrew Funk, all fifth year uh, seniors. So th- those are all, um, you know, uh, obviously strong upperclassmen there. And here's the real surprise, I think, for, for both of us tonight. Caleb Dorsey started uh, tonight. He played uh, just over 22 minutes. Starter minutes. He played starter um, minutes. It wasn't just a start, and then he didn't. He got the starter's bulk of the run. I see uh, two fouls, uh, six boards, uh, four points. Uh, no, sorry, oh, got him for five, five points, five, five points. Yeah. One of those was a three-point field goal. What's the key stat, though? I think from what he did, six boards is nice, but four assists, four assists from your kind of starting center. Obviously, we're running basically a two guard or even a. Three- guard or even a four guard and one forward but that's your starting big man four dimes but a guy a guy who we talked about or you talked about specifically Mm -hmm. extensively did who you wanted to see get a lot of run last year got zero or next to lip next to none uh last year starting game one how did that strike you and how do you think he did uh for his his first significant run in the blue and white He, he did fine Honestly, I thought he looked better tonight than he did in his very limited minutes last year. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, listen, there's there's times where, you know, Winthrop not – listen, this, let's be clear. Winthrop's not very good, all right? This, this is a game we had to win, and we did win, and we won with ease. They were able to bully him a little bit, back to the basket. He's not going to be a strong low-post defender. Frankly, it's not going to work in the Big Ten against some of the best centers. That's just not, that's just not really an option. But for tonight, it worked great. I'm thrilled for him as, as a person to get this run. I'm utterly stumped that he couldn't find any meaningful minutes behind Greg Lee and Jelani White and Giovanni Scott last year. And this year he's starting over Kebajai, Demetrius Lilly, and another fifth-year transfer, Michael Henn. I have some serious questions about that. I railed a lot last year on Shrewsbury not giving his young guys legitimate run at the detriment of what could be the team this year. I never thought that Dorsey would be starting. So either he had the greatest summer of all time, like apparently every Penn State basketball player has ever done in the history of the world. <laughs> there it is. And obviously he did improve, right? There's, I mean, he looked good. He, he looked fine. He, he boxed out. He played well. What could he have been if he had real run last year? What could the team have been last year if he played for crying out loud? I, I cannot wrap my head around the fact that Dorsey couldn't get any run last year and is starting this year. That's game one. Steve, you said right when I announced, when I told you in line for Crab Fries, right, that he was starting, you said, well, let's see if he actually gets the lion's share of the minutes. He got starter minutes. I'm floored by it. We'll talk about the guy who's likely going to replace him, I think, at some point in the starting lineup this year, I assume shortly. Um, I'm happy for him as a guy, but I would have serious questions uh, for Coach Shrewsbury how he wasn't playing at all last year, just like we had with Diane Johnson. So let's talk about the three substantial minutes off the bench. There were three guys – who got the bulk of the minutes off the bench. So they really ran about eight deep tonight. There, obviously, there were other guys who got in the rotation as the game got more out of hand as the game went on. But Penn State, for more all intents and purposes, ran about eight deep. And the other three guys that came in off the bench are, are the expected, I think, uh, the expected uh, three. Uh, Miles Dredd got about just over 21 minutes. And played great, by the way. Really good to see him. Maybe he found the shooting stroke he's lost for the last two years. Four for six from three. Great seeing. He's a good kid. Just makes you happy to see him see the ball go through the net. And he's really, I think, you know, we talk about having a great debut, and, and he did. I think this really takes a lot of pressure off of Miles. I think he was asked to do a lot more last year, Too kind much. of being that number one option from beyond. He doesn't have to do that anymore. So, you know, uh, uh, Stephen Dick talked to Andrew Funk post game tonight on the radio, and they mentioned that, you know, him coming over from Bucknell, he was the number one option for them 
uh, much of his time there. And now he's coming here. He doesn't have to be that guy. I think the same is true in reverse for Miles that, you know, this year. He had he was the guy a lot of in those lot situations most of the time uh, in previous years. This year he doesn't have to be that guy. He can come off the bench and kind of uh, relax a little bit. And he showed that tonight. Four of six from three, as you mentioned, Evan, for 12. Uh, just over 21 minutes. Uh, Dion Johnson, just over 17. Um, again, surprising to me that he didn't get a start. He did not have a very good no, game. No, he didn't. Um, 0 of 4. Um, all of four of those shots were from deep. Um, four rebounds. Um, uh, a minus one. Too. Yeah, yeah, two turnovers. Um, very few Penn State players ended up in the minus and the plus minus, and Dion was one of them. So not a good night for Dion. Uh, hopefully he can turn that around. Um, but then let's talk about the the star freshman, the the yes. star guy uh, of the class this year, and 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 who you were alluding to earlier in the Caleb Dorsey replacement <laughs> category, uh, Keba Jai, just over ten minutes tonight. And the reason I think that number is partially as low as it is is because of four personal fouls. Um, he did uh, pick up four points. Um, but uh, not a, a super stellar debut. I think he was um, some promises though. There yeah. was flashes. I- I'll be honest. I- watching the whole game, when he picked up his fourth, we kind of oh, he has four. It yeah. kind of came out of nowhere because this was not a heavy foul game. They really let him play, especially in the first half. Um, so I mean, obviously he picked up four fouls. He didn't see the floor after that. Um, I like some of the things I saw. A little, little, little back to the basket, right? Simple, simple buckets, boxing out a little bit. You know, he got pulled a little bit on defense, but again, that's okay. He's young. I, I like I like the way – he seems like he's going to be a good player. I was excited for it, but you can't get four fouls against Winthrop. If you're going to be a contributor in the Big Ten, you cannot get four fouls in ten minutes. No. You've got to do better than that. And, maybe, I, and maybe that's on Tuesday for getting him out. Maybe he shouldn't have been out there with three, right? You know, the game was somewhat in hand. I think if you're asking Micah Pregame, he would have thought Kemba was getting far more than ten minutes of action. He wanted to get a more run. Four fouls in ten minutes? Well, you're going to have to take a seat for a while, and that hurt. Uh, I think there's something to be said about, you know – freshman jitters first game, you know, maybe he he's feeling the pressure a little bit, maybe he's pressing a little bit. Um, and that's why that happens. I think, you know, him and, and, you know, Dion doesn't have that excuse because he did play last year. Um, but maybe for both of them, it's just, you know, first game jitters, maybe there's just a little off and, and they'll, and they'll pick it up as the game goes. I'm not necessarily worried about either of those guys going forward. Uh, and then you got some minutes from some of these other freshmen, uh, Evan Mahaffey, just over five and uh, just shy of six minutes, actually. Uh, Kanye Clary, just over five minutes. Uh, Jamil Brown, uh, just a couple minutes there. Um, but let's talk about, in my opinion, two surprises, one of which did play at least a little bit, and one of which did not suit up and did not play tonight uh, for Penn State. Evan, I think I, need, I think you know where I'm going with I this. Uh, let's start with uh, one player who did play at least a little bit tonight, but somebody who... I know personally I expected a little bit more run out of, uh, and that is uh, Mikey Hen. So we we talked um, in the pod about, um, you know, uh, Penn State's transfer class, and um, they, you know, took them a while to get a, a big, and they ended up um, eventually getting uh, Mikey Hen. But um, how rough must his practices have been in the offseason <laughs> that he doesn't come in until garbage time late in the second half? Um, does not have a very good appearance. He does does make a three. Other than that, just didn't do much else. Had an assist, and, and that's about it. But it just just shows up and you know barely steps on the on the court. Um, Dorsey almost played seven times more than Hen. Yeah, that I mean, how much money could you gotten that on Fanduel tonight? I mean, that's insane to think about. And it's not a slight to Dorsey. It's just if you get a fifth year senior. 
in his fifth school in five years. You're bringing him into the team. You're not bringing them in to ride the bench, right? One thing. I, I, I can't believe he – now, again, listen, Coach Coach Shrewsbury's in the practices. He knows what they're looking like, so I always have to say you got to trust those that see him every day. But for him to only get three garbage time minutes um, was stunning, especially considering how small of a lineup we played. I mean, there were some times out there where Lundy was the center, right, where even Dorsey was out, where L- Lundy and Funk are your 4-5. Uh, listen, it was fun tonight. It's going to be great when you make 18-3 work in the Big Ten against some of those bigs. I was very surprised to see Michael Hen essentially be a non-factor as a fifth-year senior, just a little bit surprising to me. Yeah, I think equally as surprising is who did not play tonight. Without the the freshman class, uh, the highest-rated recruiting class in, in program history, Penn State. Second highest, yes. Penn State themselves made a point to note that on their on their game notes prior to uh, this season. Uh, but uh, Demetrius Lilly goes by uh, Meech. So we can refer to him as such, uh, but Lily did not play tonight. Did not suit up. Did not uh, did not play. We saw walk-ons that got some minutes at the end of uh, the night tonight, but Lily did not. Evan, do you think it's a red shirt? Do you think it's something going on there? Do you think it's uh, maybe he's a little hurt, or what do you think's going on? Or do you just not know and don't want to speculate? Well, we have to speculate. That's what a podcast is for. <laughs> speculate wildly, right? That's what people want to hear. Uh, it was a little bit surprising, and not not that. You know, Jai got more minutes than him. I mean, he was he was barely a top 200 recruit, which which is great that we've been saying, oh, barely. That, you know, that's still a very strong recruit, solid three-star. Um, it's not stunning that he's not going to be a huge impact player. Um, but you combine, if you would have said he and Hen combine for less than three minutes, that's surprising, right? So it just, it speaks to maybe this is the way Shrewsbury wants to play this year. Again, we're, we're one game in, right? It's really hard to make sweeping declarations, but we're going to do it anyway, right? Last year was incredibly slow. Maybe this year it's incredibly small. And, and faster and, and shooting threes. Uh, that's obviously not exactly you know, what's, what's going to be Lily's style. He's a little bit more back to the basket. You asked about redshirt uh, uh, three hours ago. I said, absolutely not. You're crazy. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe a redshirt is possible. Again, I, I don't. you don't see redshirting nearly as much anymore. I mean, when's the last – name the last Penn State basketball player is redshirted. You just don't really see it anymore, especially if you're going to try to recruit these top-level players. You're not recruiting them by saying they're going to sit out for a year. So I'm a little surprised by that. Again, it didn't come back to her us today. We were absolutely fine. But it's not like, listen, Dorsey didn't go off. Jai didn't go off. Hen barely played. So Lily doesn't get in at all. It's a little surprising. Um, again, I, a redshirt year is not a bad idea. I, I hope the player's on board with that. It's been talked about, right? If they think they're going to play and they're not, that's that can be a tough spot. It's going to be something to keep an eye on. We, we, I took a turn to you after the game, Steve. I said, all right, Lily redshirt watch. One game in, here we go. And we'll be tracking that on the spot for sure. We're, we'll be keeping track of that going forward. Uh, one but, other thing about the freshman. Let's talk sure. about one other thing with the freshman. Anyone see Clary getting on the board before Brown? I did not see that coming. You know, Jamil Brown prior to the Jai signing was really the uh, the toast of that recruiting class. You know, that that second best one recruiting class history, like you talked about, Steve. Um, you know, we, we stole him from Purdue, which is pretty common when coaches change like that. That was a big, big get. I mean, he was a unanimous four star. Uh, he he barely played. I mean, he barely played. Uh, Clary got in before him, which was surprising. Um, Clary didn't particularly look very good either. He, he kind of turned the ball over, looked a little jittery out there. Yeah. Um, he mean, hit a three. You know, what, what do you take from the last three minutes when you're up 20? I don't think you take a whole lot. Um, but I was surprised to see Clary essentially ahead of Brown in the depth chart. I would have lost money on that one. Again, together they played less than eight minutes, but, uh, you know, uh, Clary played twice. It's just a little surprising. I didn't see that one coming considering Brown was a much more heralded recruit. Evan, in the miscellaneous notes category here, I just want to bring up that a player that I brought up 
uh, for Winthrop on the uh, preview pod that um, led the team or is was returning the most minutes coming into this season for the Winthrop Eagles did not enter the game tonight for Winthrop. You should take our, our preview <laughs> podcast really seriously, guys. <laughs> Michael Anuma did not play a single minute. Well, that explains it. That's why we. That's why we won. That for uh, Winthrop, their uh, minutes leader, uh, guy by the name of Corey Hightower. Better, uh, better not related to Eddie. Finished with 15 points. Uh, uh, Kelton Talford led the team with 18, and they're losing effort tonight. So I think we saw a good effort of 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 what uh, a good blueprint. I think uh, rather in what Penn State is hoping to accomplish in year two. The Shrewsbury really laid it out tonight. Uh, threes threes and threes and then on the defensive end just tight 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 you know you know two three guys to the ball uh, team a lot rebounding of, ready to emphasize that in this post game team, team rebounding, rebounding which He's, i think is really cool he made a point to say I'm, i don't think you're gonna see too many guys getting uh you know 10 rebounds no. a game well, you're not, see... not if you have a six center starting center excuse me six seven starting center you're not gonna see that um, um, no, but, I agree. But but how much how much more refreshing was it to watch this than what we saw all of last year? It was. Yeah. I, I just left the gym. I'm like, ah, oh, that was what basketball feels like. It's just so nice. And we, a lot of us have assumed that he played that way, the gritty, not pretty, last year because he felt he had to. And we've all kind of hoped that, right? Well, now we might be finally seeing the first validation of that because this team looked nothing like last year. How beautiful was it to see just moving the ball quickly? getting open shots, no end of shot. I mean, it was like, oh, this is basketball. It was fun to watch. You didn't say that one time about the team last year. And without losing anything on defense, we didn't lose any of that defensive effort that we had last year. Uh, you could still see the gritty, right? We played good, gritty defense. Listen, Winthrop's not very good, right? I, you realize in the first three or four minutes, they were never going to be a Penn State player, uh, you know, off the dribble. You were in pretty good shape. But we played good defense, and we scored. Even if you take away 18 threes, make it 14, make it 13 threes, it's still a really good game. Because we moved the ball. We had an offense. It was so relieving, Steve. Really crisp passing overall. There was a stretch in the second half where we started turning the ball over a stretch. Shrewsbury called the timeout, kind of rallied the troops. And, um, you know, Penn State, I think, got went on a, like, six, seven-point run after that. And then, it, you know, they, they, they closed the book on it. Um, so, for the most part, pretty much from, from tip to horn – a uh, really clean game for Penn State. Obviously, like you said, Winthrop, um, you know, not not the best team that Penn State's going to play this year. Um, still a team that I, I do think will will contend for uh, the Big South uh, League Championship this, this season. Um, but Penn State's certainly looking impressive uh, game one. Uh, so just a quick little recap pod here, just uh, going over the first game of the season. Uh, we will return on Monday to recap. Uh, the Penn State matchup against Loyola, which will be Thursday at 7 p.m. on BTN+. And uh, on that Monday pod, we will also preview the uh, Butler matchup on uh, Monday night and the uh, Charleston Classic to come uh, next weekend. But uh, Steve, can I give two miscellaneous points? For oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm, two, I'm just wrapping it up well, He's such a good host, but I got I to gotta chime in. Two random things that have nothing to do about the game necessarily. Beer at the Bryce Jordan Center. But they're not selling until conference games. Boy, was that disappointing. They're just teasing beer. They were sitting right there. It looked all cold and frosty. So it's there, guys. I swear they said it would sell during conference season. The other thing I think we both kind of talked about this a little bit, they they listed the attendance at 6,572, which by definition, you know, if you list the attendance, it's obviously lower than that, right? Like that's pretty standard. I thought it'd be higher. For a for a preseason 46 Ken Palm team, like Steve, you brought up many times, and now even higher. 
Uh, it didn't seem like that, you know, that 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 felt that way at all. It felt like just another generic season opener. Students filled their student section, but you know, it certainly wasn't loud or impressive. Sixty five hundred is really not a, a huge crowd. Listen, this is not a basketball school, but if this team was as good as as Mr. Ken Pomeroy thinks it is, I would have expected more than sixty five hundred people there tonight. Knowing that that number is obviously the inflated tickets sold, not people that were there. Steve, what do you think? I don't think Penn State historically does very well ever in their first. <laughs> Uh, game of the season, no matter what kind of season they're okay. coming up, no matter what kind of season they're expecting. Do you expect more, though? I just thought there'd be a little bit more. And let's be clear, the moving of the student section had absolutely no impact. It, uh, hopefully it looked good on TV for those that watch on the BTN+. Plus. Shoot us, a, shoot us a tweet or let us know, because obviously we didn't get a chance to see it since we were there. It made no difference on the game day atmosphere, which is exactly like we predicted, because you're just... In the stadium 180 makes no difference. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not super. I'm not super perturbed by the, the the low attendance. I think that's basically what I expect. I think what I'm interested to see is if Penn State continues to uh, meet or exceed expectations going forward. If those numbers start to improve, and especially as football season winds down here, uh, if if the attendance starts to improve, especially as you get closer to. Um, you know the that first uh, Big Ten game against Michigan State, December seventh. That's when you want to see those numbers really improve. Butler game may be a little bit higher, but you know, but eight thirty, it's eight thirty on a Monday, Monday night. Maybe, yeah. maybe not. So, um, yeah, not a lot of super marquee non-conference games to really None. amp up that that uh, that non-conference attendance. But uh, hopefully, as we get deeper to the season and the team continues to perform well, we'll um, we'll continue to uh, to see how things go. All right, uh, that'll do it for us. Just a quick uh, recap pod here. Again, we'll return on Monday to recap Loyola preview Butler. And uh, the Charleston Classic, uh, give us a review, uh, continue to listen, and uh, let us know how we're doing. Uh, We appreciate all the feedback that you can give us. But uh, until next time, he's Evan. I'm Steve for the premier, the best, the only Penn State basketball podcast. Shots got to fall. We will talk to you soon.